All right, everyone, welcome to the 21 Minutes or Less podcast. This is actually a follow-up episode, um, part two to our first Cognitive Distortions episode. So, you know, it's 10 of them all together. We talked about a couple of them on the first episode, and now we're going to finish talking about the rest of them. Um, So the first one that we're talking about today is all or nothing thinking. And if you don't know what cognitive distortions are, make sure you go watch the last episode, listen to the last episode, so you can hear just a general version of what are they. But for all or nothing thinking, it's basically where, you know, you feel like it has to be all of something or nothing. So, for example, a diet, if you feel like, okay, I'm supposed to be a vegetarian, and then you eat a piece of chicken or shrimp or steak, or it could be a small itty bitty piece of meat, anything. You start feeling like, oh my goodness, I threw my diet out the window. You start feeling really, really bad. Your self-esteem is falling all because you had one piece of meat. So I think this cognitive distortion for me is all about just having grace on yourself and basically just knowing that it's okay not to always 100% of the time do something because there's nothing we're ever going to do all the time. Like, you know, we're humans. We're imperfect. Sometimes we mess up, but... I think, you know, this distortion causes people to feel like their lives are out of whack for things that are minimal. And what do you think, the kid? I can definitely relate to that because, you know, I definitely try not to eat meat. But I get a craving every now and again, (laughs) especially a piece of chicken. Listen, Um, and then I'll eat it and then I just start feeling guilty. Like, man, I should never eat that piece of piece of chicken but then I have to think about everything is good in moderation as mm-hmm. long as I'm not like over consuming meats not eat it every now and again it's okay um I I try to eat healthy for health reasons you know um not so much of a diet but for health reasons but I'm getting better with be, having grace with myself when it comes to that it's okay to eat a piece of meat every now and again but yes. I, I definitely try to stay away from it. Um. Yeah, and I do this a lot with school as well. Like, I'll be like, you know, at the beginning of the semester, I'm going in, I'm getting all A's this semester, I'm turning in all my assignments on time. And then, you know, it might just be one assignment I don't turn in. Now I feel like, oh my goodness, I'm trying to play catch up, I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to do that. But really, it's just one assignment. Like, it's just one. It's not all of them being not done. It's just, you know, sometimes you got to work harder. Make sure you remember things. Or if you know, okay, I'm trying to do all of this or all of not eating meat or all of turning in my assignments. Like, make sure you're following it through with your actions. Because at the end of the day, you know, it's not good to be hard on yourself. But you made the decision to pick up that meat. You made the decision not to turn in that assignment. So, you know, if you have this issue, just make sure you try to schedule things. So if you got something you want to always do it, you're going to make sure you do it. If you got something you never want to do that, you never want to do it. Yes, I agree. Next cognitive distortion is magnification. So pretty much just making a big deal out of things that are not a big deal. Um <laughs> I do this all the time. I'm I'm such an exaggerator because I know that things, they could get bigger, you know? Like, mm-hmm. they could be. You know, you miss one appointment. I know you might not be a good, you know, someone who keeps your uh 
keeps your appointments or keeps your word. So I tend to exaggerate things and be like blowing them up. But again, it, it just comes back to like anxiety like I'm having anxiety about oh you you was five minutes late now I'm thinking you never show up for nothing like mm-hmm. making it a big deal because it's my anxiety I'm worried that it could lead to other things and I think sometimes our imagination gets the best of us with anxiety to where we start to distort reality and that's why it's important to figure out how to combat these um and I know specifically for magnification in order to combat that, you got to just kind of take everything in small chunks. Like, mm-hmm. everything is not related to something else, really. It's not. You have to make sure you take in, you know, your schoolwork at school, your life work is life, your relationships as relationships. You can't be like, oh, my gosh, you know, this relationship not going good. Now you magnifying it, making it about all your relationships. Mm-hmm. It might just be with that one person. So it's important to com- compartmentalize things. Yes, I totally agree. Um, when it comes to magnification, especially like in entrepreneurship or with work in general, we tend to like focus on the things that we lack as far as like skills. And you know, we want to buy this course, we want to buy that course to try to learn a skill. But no, you should actually do the opposite. Um, experts will tell you that you should focus on the things that you are good at or that you excel in and you magnify that versus what you lack in and then whatever you're lacking you just outsource that to somebody else that does well in the area so yeah and sometimes when you magnify issues like that causes things to just get worse like mm-hmm. if you got an issue like not to say just minimize all your issues but if you keep the issue minimal it's not going to spill over into other areas of your life. It's not going to, you know, control your thoughts, control your relationships, your feelings, and start to lead you to maybe some negative emotions. When you can actually minimize things and reframe them into positive, that's when you know, okay, even though, um, you know, it's a problem, it's not going to make or break my day, mm-hmm. period. And I think, you know, once your day get broken, it's hard to put it back together. So then now everything else, you looking at it as you validating it in your head as part of, oh, this is why I magnified it because I knew this, this, and this could happen. But no, you magnified it and that's why that happened. Mm, and you made it worse. You made it worse because you're constantly <laughs> yeah. thinking about it. Absolutely. So our next one is should statements. So when I think about should statements, I'm thinking about like, expectations that you put on yourself or others and then those expectations are not met so that's what I think about for example well I'm I'm in my late 20s most women around this age I just made a generalization (laughs) and I shouldn't but um I'm just gonna use this as an example some women around my age think that they should have their life together as far as, like, they should be married. They should have kids. They should be excelling in their career. They should, should be doing this. They should be doing that. They, you know, they have all these expectations that they put on themselves. And then when they fall short, it's kind of like they start thinking about all these negative things about themselves. Like, oh, they are a failure. Um, 
you know, nobody wants me because they're not married. When it's like, no, that's not true, though. Those are false statements and false expectations you're putting yourself. So what do you think about that? Well, I think, like, <laughs> one of the most powerful statements um, one of my classmates told to me before, he was like, don't shoot on yourself. Mm. Like, don't do it. And it's just like. When you should, and I say on yourself, or he said that because, like, when you should, it's like, that's your expectation. Right. That's, you're doing it to yourself. You're either raising the expectations from someone else's, you know, reality, or lowering it, which is also just as bad. But when you have shoulds, it's like... It's just weird because it's no one way to live life or to do business or to be in a relationship or it's no one way to do anything. So when you say should, it's like 99% of the time it's, it's being based in um societal views yes. and norms. And that's how we mess up because nobody life is the same. Like um how Nakia was saying, you could easily be like, oh, well, I'm 24. I should have... Uh, my masters and I should have a house by now and I should have mm-hmm. a, a husband and two kids but it's like according to who exactly. according to nobody is what like it's so many <laughs> successful people that don't have kids or don't have a husband or don't have a home and also you got to look at the if we gonna go by society we got to look at how society is running right now is it you know, even if you say, okay, you should have a stable job. That's something common that most people do. You're an adult, most likely you got a stable job. But look at the climate right now. It's COVID. It's, you know, a lot of people losing their jobs. So it's like, is it even still fair to say, if you're an adult, you should have a job in mm-hmm. this current climate? No. It's, it's so many different pathways to how we can live our life that we can all live it individually. And that's what's so great about being a human, like. Yes. You get to pick your own way. Most of these animals, they out here living just like all the other animals in the other states, doing the same stuff, looking for food, <laughs> chilling, looking for water, shelter. Like, that's their life. They should, yeah. You <laughs> should be, you know, if you're a duck, you should be swimming and taking care of your ducklings. But if you're a human, it's no way to say we should or shouldn't be doing because everybody can do them. Yes. We were beautifully and uniquely made. So that means your life doesn't have to reflect somebody else's life. And success should be measured not by what society says, but by your own standards. And then you also have to be smart in the goals that you make. (laughs) Yeah. And make sure that they are based on reality and not just, you know, you don't want to... Not say not aim high, but you want to make sure that it's, it can be realized and not something that's beyond the scope of whatever you, it is you're trying to, do and trying to do. Because what happens is it's like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. Like if you aim too high and you miss the mark, now you just feel bad. And then now you don't want to make a goal at all. So you want to, you know, make sure you... You have small goals, big goals, medium goals, and go from there. Yeah. Period. And I um just to quickly 
I know for example for the should like it's really hard to do that um with forex because you see people trading with these fat ass accounts they got millions mm -hmm. or you see them with these big ass teams they getting like hella residual income and you be like dang like I should have a certain amount of people in my business or a certain amount of money in my trading account but it's like that's why I really like trading because everybody got their own journey of how yes. they gonna get you know rich or wealthy off of it it's like it's individualized and once you start comparing yourself to other people and what you should be doing that's when you lose yes absolutely labeling so it's the extreme form of all or nothing thinking which we just talked about um and so it's basically just kind of like name calling like instead of saying you know oh i didn't stick to my diet now oh i'm a fat ass right or oh i didn't do well on this test now i'm a loser now i'm a failure it's basically just being really harsh with how you group yourself um based on one action mm -hmm. like just because you know you get into a car a car crash on monday don't mean oh my goodness i'm a wreck i'm uh irresponsible you know it don't mean none of that so it's just basically when you got to group yourself into a label based on a current situation, even though that's not your situation all yeah. the time. It, what it sounds like to me is like you basically bullying yeah. yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like, why would you bully yourself? Uh, and I think a way to combat labeling is giving yourself positive affirmations. Like, mm -hmm. you know, write yourself something positive on a sticky note go to the mirror do some mirror work and say some good things to you say yourself like i'm beautiful mm -hmm. or today's going to be a good day and have that reflect back to you so don't bully yourself we already get enough of that from other people so be kind to yourself and try to find ways to you know give yourself positive affirmations the most important words are the ones we tell ourselves because at the end of the day, you the only one who always with you. Nobody else, your kids, your husband, your job, your friends, nobody else is always with you. So you might mess up, you know, somewhere in your motherhood, like, oh my goodness, I suck as a mom. Um, but you doing great as the wife. So it's like, why would you just throw that one label on yourself when you so multifaceted mm -hmm. that it's so many, you know, dynamic parts to you? It's like just because that part might not be the strongest today doesn't mean that it's weak. Right. And then I also believe in like the self-fulfilling prophecy. Like mm -hmm. if you're going to do that to yourself, make it positive. Yeah. Like manifest and fulfill a positive life, a wonderful life, and not just focus on the negative. Yes. Um. The last cognitive distortion is personalization and blame this is one of the hardest ones for me i say i well again if you watch listen to the first episode i was telling y'all about this book i was reading and two of the things they put in the the four agreements it's called the four agreements but two of the things in there is don't take things personal and i forgot the other one but it was don't take things personal um and don't make assumptions don't make assumptions yeah. look at you take it out <laughs> yes but with personal i take things so personal and i think i told y'all about twitter specifically like 
you know, if you in my mentions, you might not even be necessarily replying to me. You just talking to yourself like people do on Twitter. But if you mention me, I'm going to be like, uh-uh. Like, <laughs> don't put this. Like, don't say this. It don't matter if you talk to me or not. You, you mention my tweet. So I'm learning that I don't got to take everything personal. I don't got to reply to everything um, with myself, too. Like, when my friends do stuff that's not really uh, positive or beneficial mm-hmm. or... You know, my friends be fucking up. We all fuck up. But when my friends fuck up, I take it personal. Like, I used to take it so personal and be like, dang, why you didn't come to me with this? Or, like, why you didn't trust me enough to help you? But it's like, it's not about me. It's about them. If they want to help, if they wanted to succeed in it or felt like I could help them, they would have came. So, it's like, it don't got nothing to do with me. It's them. They don't want help. They being prideful. They being... You know, secretive, whatever, closed off. They dealing with it on their own. It don't matter. Don't none of that have nothing to do with me. So that was mm-hmm. like the biggest area I had to learn with just friends. Like, just because somebody don't ask you for help and they want to be homeless and have their struggle, and uh, yeah, if they want to do that, that's up to them. Like, it's nothing I can do to force someone to to include me on their struggles. Yes. And to take it to a professional standpoint, even with working or dealing with customers or anything like that, we have to understand that, you know, people have their own lives. They have their their own situations going on. Not, you know, saying that being rude is <laughs> acceptable, but sometimes when people are rude or they having a bad day, they can take it out on other people. And that may just be you. And then you dealing with people in any business, you have to be have to be able to separate yourself. Mm-hmm. You you definitely can't take things personal because at that point you're gonna start making emotional decisions. And we talked about that last time mm-hmm. that you cannot make emotional decisions when it comes to certain things, especially um, you know, in an entrepreneurship entrepreneurship world so yeah definitely can't make yeah you can't make assumptions because sometimes <laughs> too to even take something personal you had to make an assumption to do that mm-hmm. like you assumed that it was about you that's the assumption like don't make assumptions like ask questions even if you feel like the question might be a little bit rude or just a little bit you know, not really the vibe, like ask a question and that's still going to be 10 times better than assuming. If you feel like a customer getting an attitude with you, don't say, uh, you need to watch your attitude. Just ask, like, have I done something with you? Like, have I done something to you? Are you okay? Are you Mm -hmm. having a good day today? Like those questions might throw somebody off because they like, well, what you mean? What are what you don't control how they respond? Just ask. So you can be like, you know, I'm asking because your demeanor is a little bit off, so I want to make sure it's nothing I personally did to you. And a lot of times they'll be like, you know what? I'm sorry. Nah, I'm having a bad day. Mm-hmm. And boom, it don't got nothing to do with you. It's maybe you made their day better by instead of lashing out or giving them some attitude, you ask them, like, are you good? What's wrong? What's what's going on? What got you so uptight and just unpleasant? And then you you have to always... Make sure you are protecting your energy. And then you 
make sure that you have enough boundaries set to where people are not transferring their negative energy onto you. So, yeah. Definitely don't, yeah, don't let nobody <laughs> set your boundaries. Like, somebody could tell me, no, I don't care no more. It's about the fact that I put myself out there. Like, you not having, you know, you telling me no is not saying I'm not worthy of a sale, a customer, a client. It's just saying, Maybe you can't afford me. Maybe right now is not a good time for you. Mm-hmm. It don't matter though. It don't none of that has nothing to do with me. Period. Yeah. I think that's we did good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let us know, you know, if if you have some cognitive distortions, you know, which ones you experience. Cause I'll be honest, I experience all of these at times. But it's just about overcoming them, combating them, learning how to be a positive thinker. But on that note, we're going to see y'all in the next episode. Make sure y'all go follow us at 21 Minutes or Less. Go on YouTube, type in 21 Minutes or Less Podcast. And then go follow our personal pages. Mine is at Keisha Milana. And mine is Miss Butterfly 21, M-I-S-S. See y'all.